On today's program, I am pleased to welcome Chuck Violin, the founder of Violin Management Associates, or VMA. Chuck, welcome. Thanks, Jeff. Nice to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. Today, we're going to talk about something important for the industry. It's an issue facing everyone. It's about people, the workers. In fact, we're going to hone in on finding, onboarding, and keeping good workers. Beyond that, though, helping them advance in the company. And Chuck, that's something you wrote about in your book, Forging Dynasty Businesses. So if you're ready to talk about it, let's go. Let's let's pick your brain on this chapter two. Let's start with this question, Chuck. Tell us about how a company can help someone go from the entry-level position to climbing the so-called corporate ladder. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that um, I, I, I think a good place to start would be not everybody wants to climb a corporate ladder. And I think as business owners, uh, many of us make the mistake of assuming that they do. Everybody just aspires to moving into a management position, taking on greater responsibility. And as owners, a lot of times we view this as a reward, as an end game. And for a lot of people, it isn't. What they really want is to just excel at the job that they're currently in, maybe temporarily, but still they want to excel at that. And so if we recognize that, and are able to provide opportunities for them to grow in a positional ladder, a lot of times that's more rewarding to them than giving them greater responsibility. Uh, fact is, a, a lot of people uh, don't want the stress. They don't want the demands on their lifestyle that come along with a management position. Yet getting far better or being able to feel a sense of accomplishment in their current position is something that's very helpful. Our industry, Jeff, and you, you've been in the industry a very long time, as I have, the cleaning and restoration industry is loaded with technical training programs, and that's outstanding. Um, and so once we've gone through those, or once we've had somebody go through those, it's now an opportunity for us as business leaders to develop their soft skills, you know, their ability to collaborate, their ability to communicate, their ability to uh, work with the other people within their with uh, that they're that they're working within their company, something as basic as ego management, and so we're able to move them up a ladder within their own position that way. You're saying, Chuck, that the corporate ladder and being a manager or an executive is not easy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not easy all the time. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. Not everyone has the same goals. That's a good point. They don't have the same goals. Mm -hmm. And as I was about to say, um, within a small business, let's face it, there aren't a lot of rungs on the corporate ladder, if we're going to use that term. Uh, as a matter of fact, we use a term internally that was coined by Tim Hall, the short ladder. And there's usually only a couple rungs on that. And it doesn't take long for somebody to finally end up bumping against you, the owner, who's always going to be on always going to be on that top rung. So it's helpful to find other ways to develop them. And what we find in the process is that we not only have a better ability to keep the people we have, the good ones that we have, but also it's a better culture to attract the kinds of people that we want within our organizations. Chuck, you talk also in this chapter about organizational charts, org charts, and we know what those are, and they're helpful. 
just how important is it to use them and and more than just a list, I guess you could say, of workers and positions? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, a couple different couple different thoughts on that, Jeff. Number one is that if you take a look at a new business or a smaller business or startup, uh, they're pretty chaotic places. And so the idea of having an org chart is really pretty rare. Uh, a lot of times, quite frankly, in your business in the early years, you don't really have an org chart as much as you have an obedience chart. And many of us as small business owners enjoy that. We like the control. Um, it, uh, not having an org chart plays right into our easily distracted, no accountability mindsets. It's when your business gets to a point where you have, I don't know, six, eight employees, there's no defined number, that an organizational chart that is used and updated on a regular basis can be very helpful on a couple of different fronts. Uh, number one is it solves a lot of the questions that workers have within an organization. Things like, I don't even know who my boss is, or worse yet, I have two bosses, or saying, I don't know who I, do, I don't know who to go to with my question. So an org chart helps point that out, helps point the way. The other place that it really comes into play, especially as your organization grows, as your business grows, is it becomes a path for the people who come into your organization or even people who are already in it to see what their path for growth within the organization might be. Of course, it also means that we have to update it. And it also means that we have to follow, we as business leaders, have to follow the organization chart that we've laid out. But it provides them with that path, lets them see a future. Once again, feeding right into the retention issue. Now, when you have an org chart full of good people, obviously you have to keep that full. You have to have good people. Can you talk about the promotion process? Should we promote from within? Should that be a focus? Or go outside the company? Like, is there a strategy there? You know what? Um, yes and no. <laughs> it really depends on where your business is. Uh, if you look at both sides of that equation, Jeff, if you promote somebody from within, and we always we always suggest that as an as a starting point, but if you promote somebody from within, they're familiar with the company, uh, they're familiar with you as a business leader and your leadership style, they know the industry and the demands that the industry uh, places on workers. So they're already familiar with that. And if you have somebody who you feel has the skills and, and the drive to move into those positions, great. The other side of that, though, is that when you, when you bring somebody in from the outside, theoretically anyway, they're bringing in a whole new set of perspectives, a whole new set of uh, skills, that they can bring into the organization. Part of the reason to promote somebody, part of the reason to bring new talent in is to help you as the business leader become a better business leader. So part of their job in a way is to help get the best out of us as business leaders. And sometimes when somebody has been with you a long time, they already know how to interact with you. And a lot of times they're not wanting to poke the bear. Whereas bringing somebody in from outside, they may not be aware of that. And we may learn critical skills that we need as business leaders in order to continue growing our company. So it's really both ways, Jeff. I'm not sure that there is one right way. Oh, that makes sense. It has to be whatever works best in the moment for the position, I imagine, your goals. Now, oh, good, yeah. good thoughts, Chuck. Uh, forging dynasty businesses. 
Uh, this one, we're done with our series of covering the, these chapters. This will be the longest book review in history of mankind. <laughs> yes, it will be. <laughs> but good stuff. Any final thoughts you'd like to share to our audience before we wrap it up? You know, probably a part of it is also performance management. In that chapter was performance management, Jeff. And I think that as business leaders, especially um, inexperienced business owners, we make a mistake of thinking that if we hire somebody into a management position or if we promote them into a management position, that's simply because they have the title that they know how to manage. And that is, I can tell you from personal experience, I've made that mistake more than I care to admit. So we really need to look beyond that and recognize the fact that no matter how talented that person is that we're promoting or bringing in, they still need developed. And when we are actively involved in their development, and it might even be, as I mentioned before, it might even be beyond the technical skills, but rather on the soft skills. When we take the time and devote the energy and budget and time to, to developing them, we find, once again, it circles all back to the beginning that we are able to retain the people that we have and that we're able to attract the people that we need in our growing organization.